Hello, you are listening to the Plumfield Moms, and this is Saturday Morning Coffee. Sandal Straps A Reflection by Diane Pendergraft Originally posted February 10, 2024 All scripture quotes are from the English Standard Version unless otherwise noted. After me comes he who is mightier than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. Mark 1.7 People were coming in droves to hear John the Baptist preach. Besides crowds of common folk, Pharisees, Sadducees, tax collectors, and soldiers came to him and asked, What shall we do? Many people thought John might be the Messiah. He told them emphatically that he was not, but he did know he was fulfilling a prophecy from Isaiah. He was the voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. When John said, Repent, many repented and confessed their sins to him. He had gained his own disciples. Any one of these aspects, certainly all of them together, might have given him a fairly high opinion of himself. But when he was questioned about who he was, he said there was one coming after him, the strap of whose sandals he was not worthy to untie. Today's Americans aren't familiar with a practice that people have understood for thousands of years. The habit of doffing a cap, bowing, kneeling, or simply lowering the eyes before a person with more power, money, or social status. We don't acknowledge our betters. As much as Christians appreciate that Jesus died for our sins, I'm afraid we often forget that he is something other than we are. He isn't only our Savior, he is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. If that's true, it behooves us to remember it and behave accordingly. There's a lot of talk about how loving and accepting Jesus was during his ministry, who he hung out with, or what he would have done in certain situations based on what we think we know. I once heard a pastor begin a prayer, Jesus, we just want to hang out with you. Really? Do you just want to hang out with Jesus? Do you imagine yourself walking up to him, sharing a secret handshake and calling him bro? Is that how Jesus taught us to pray? The night before Jesus was crucified, he took one last opportunity to teach his disciples who he is and what he wanted them to do and be. We don't know exactly how long Jesus spent with his disciples that evening, but his words recorded in the Gospel of John chapters 13 through 17 are more than in the Sermon on the Mount. On this night, Jesus washed his disciples' feet. He said, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. But he had already told them, Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. He also reiterated, I am. Jesus also called his disciples friends. What does it mean to be the friend of I am, the strap of whose sandal we are not worthy to untie? Consider the Apostle John, who, on that last night, was so close to Jesus that he was leaning on him as he spoke. Do we see him going on to build a career on being that guy who knew Jesus so well he could ask questions everyone else was afraid to ask? No. In his gospel, his epistles, and the writing of his revelation, he rarely even identifies himself by name. What about Peter? He was with Jesus from the beginning of his ministry. We know him as outspoken and impetuous. He heard everything Jesus said on the night before he died. It was after his speech on the day of Pentecost that thousands of people joined the new movement. Did Peter demand top billing at every gathering after that? In his epistles, he identifies himself as an apostle, one sent out, 
and as a bondservant. Though Paul sometimes had to defend his authority against factions trying to undermine the message of the gospel, he never forgot, I am the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. 1 Corinthians 15, 9 and 10. James, in his epistle, calls himself a bondservant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Jude also refers to himself as a bondservant and calls Jesus our only master and Lord. Consider Jesus' teaching on the relationship between master and servant in Luke 17. Quote, Will any one of you who has a servant plowing or keeping sheep say to him when he has come in from the field, Come at once and recline at table? Will he not rather say to him, Prepare supper for me and dress properly and serve me while I eat and drink, and afterward you will eat and drink? Does he thank the servant because he did what was commanded? So you also, when you have done all that you were commanded, say, We are unworthy servants. We have only done what was our duty. End quote. Luke 17.10 Jude closes his short epistle with a reminder of the one we serve. Quote, now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. Amen.